0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagaraturable peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Yes. and I'm Maddie
0: and this is Australiana, Australiana Rama. Rama. In this episode there are some swear words
1: and unfortunately I briefly mentioned Bartomee Joyce having sex I'm sorry Ugh. good luck <laughs> listeners for the first time ever we are actually in the same room
0: it's bloody wild in the same room during the podcast. We've been in the same room before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've never met this woman in my life. No, and it, it's a real honour. Yeah. No, we were pen pals and then we decided to make... No, I'm kidding. Mm. We've been in the same room. <laughs> well, I'm personally looking forward to hearing what you've been researching about, but it's nice <laughs> to be here in, in Brisbane, in mm. the shadow of the Suncorp Stadium. Yeah,
1: welcome. Mm. Welcome. Suncorp welcomes you. Um, that is not brand sponsorship. That is just where we are. Anyway. no,
0: Although... You can send us an email if you would like to sponsor us.
1: Yeah, I hear that they're looking for podcasts to sponsor. <laughs> it's a really big market for them. You know, this a small business that needs a little bit more money. Mm. And yeah. only
0: like podcasters who live locally. That's what they want.
1: Jessica. Maddie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good start.
1: We are about to go down the juicy road. <laughs> the juicy road. <laughs> Oh God. I'm gonna tell you a
0: tale about the dual citizenship crisis slash scandal. Dual citizenship as in two citizenships, not yep. like a dual Not two citizens. Or like a one person, two like citizenships. A two citizens
1: okay. Yes, no, not ju- dual. Mm. Yeah, that the this is also a warning. We both have mild speech impediments. <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, let's make a podcast and say Mm -hmm. words that are hard to say.
0: That'll be good. So the dual citizenship.
1: Dual with a D.
0: Thing that happened. Yeah. I do recall it happening, but.
1: Yeah. But everyone was like, we knew that it happened. Mm. It's all a bit embarrassing. Not quite sure what it was.
0: That is accurate. That's how. Yeah.
1: Great. Let's get cracking then. Okay. So it was a year long saga that on paper could read like a bunch of paper-pushing, mild name-calling and boring reveals, but in reality nearly sparked a constitutional crisis, throwing Australia's entire parliamentary system into temporary redundancy. Wow. Yeah.
0: A year. And when, when, when?
1: 2017 to 18, but we'll get to that.
0: Mm, It feels recent and also long ago. A million
1: years ago. Mm. Anything before COVID was 50 years ago at least.
0: So to give us a bit of context, I thought I would go
1: through the rules of citizenship in Australia, because you need to know these for it to make sense. Mm -hmm. So in Australia, you can become a citizen by being born here or by applying. So Mm -hmm. even if your parents were born here, but you were born overseas, you still have to apply. This is called citizenship by descent.
0: Ah, already learned something.
1: There you go. However, some countries give these out automatically, like New Zealand and Canada. So if one of your parents were born there, but you were born somewhere else, you are automatically a citizen. You don't have to apply. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So the messy thing is that some countries allow you to be a citizen for life no matter what and others can drop your citizenship for various reasons like committing a crime, fighting against the country in war or obtaining citizenship elsewhere. It's literally different in every country so it's obviously very um, easy to understand and keep Mm. track of.
0: So some people are just like, you are... A citizen forever, doesn't matter. Yeah. Unless you choose to not be. Yeah. Other people are like, if you want to be a citizen somewhere else, then you can't sit with us anymore.
1: Yeah. And that's called like when you're automatically um, de citizenized. Mm. I'm sure that's a term. But yeah, some countries it's automatic. Yeah. I see. Done. Yeah. We're breaking up. (laughs) So the other thing that you need to know for this scandal is a little bit about the Australian Constitution. So section 44 of the Australian Constitution is the section that stipulates that anyone who is nominating themselves to run for federal government in Australia can't be a citizen of any other country than Australia. Okay. So you're exclusive, you're monogamous. Mm -hmm. So to quote, it's 44 I. Any person who is under acknowledgement of allegiance, obedience or adherence to a foreign power or is subject or a citizen or entitled to the rights or privileges of a subject or citizen of a foreign power shall be incapable of being chosen or of sitting as a senator or member of the House of Representatives. Basically, you can't sit with us. Unless you are exclusive. Mm -hmm. yeah. So out of context, it seems like the kind of rule that goes against Australia's bold claims of being a multicultural melting pot. Mm. Um, That's because it does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, It is important to remember, however, that the constitution was made in 1901, January 1st, 1901. And the rule was meant to make sure that MPs can't be influenced by other governments. So at that time, most politicians weren't born in Australia or were first generation. Mm. And this really wasn't that long after colonization. So the rule was there to address the idea that someone from another country, usually European, so France, compared to someone from Holland, compared to someone from England, would, you know, could be potentially inclined to create trade routes with their country of birth or try to influence the power structures of the newly formed Commonwealth mm. state, basically undertaking soft core treason towards the British Empire.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So it's there to be like, you are committed to this country. You can't, mm. by being in power, you can't influence something that you You yeah. are not allowed to
0: try and bring down the British Empire. No. Essentially. Yeah. Mm. Classic. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's pretty outdated. Um, the equivalent today would be claiming that someone from quote unquote the East was a dual citizen sleeper agent for a communist government trying to infiltrate Asmali- as- <laughs> trying to infiltrate Australia's democracy. Oh, okay. As seen in many blockbuster films, <laughs> mm. such as Angelina Jolie's Salt.
0: Uh, that's what happens. I haven't seen it, but
1: yeah, I take your word for it's, it. Yeah. So it sounds ridiculous, but there are lots of movies that are this exact concept. Um, if shit like this was happening in Australia, however, in the 21st century, they're probably not going to be a senator or an MP. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> like they're Why not waste gonna their get time? No. Yeah. And the vetting process for politicians these days for that kind of stuff is pretty thorough. And arguably, more importantly, it goes against the idea that modern Australia is comprised of immigrants and first-generation citizens from all sorts of backgrounds. This Mm. rule does. Yeah. However, to change it would require a change in the constitution. Mm. And that requires a referendum, Mm. which is a national vote that is legally binding, which costs money, but is also super risky because the government has to listen to what the citizens say. So once they've voted on it, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good fun. Mm. Are you learning a lot? I am. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, okay. So we're going to jump into the timeline in a second, but really quickly, I'm going to do a quick rundown of the parties. Okay. Great. Yeah. Because this is important. Mm-hmm. So the two major parties in Australia are the Labour Party and the Liberal National Party yeah. or LNP, because I'm not going to say Liberal National Liberal Party National, every time. No. It'll be bad. Labor is centre-left, so Democrats if you're in the US or Labor if you're in the UK. Different spelling, same idea. Um, The LNP is centre-right, so Republicans or the Conservative Party or Tories. However, in Australia, there are other parties that are minor, but they aren't really quite minor parties and they aren't really quite major parties. And they still gain enough seats in both the upper and lower houses to throw their weight around. Mm, And they always tend
0: to have charismatic leaders.
1: Yes, and they play a big part. In this mm. saga. Oh,
0: I didn't remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, you're going to hear some good names. Mm. Yeah. So the Greens party are not far, far left, but they're definitely significantly more left than Labour. And one nation are far right. Yes. <laughs> so if Trump or QAnon had their own party in Australia, this would be them.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's the truth. And they quote both of those things quite frequently. Mm. Yeah. They, they won't take. They wouldn't take this as a as an attack. They'd be like, "No, no,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah." Pauline Hanson approves of this message. Mm. Yeah. So there are a few others, um, but we'll be here for a while if I go through all of them. <laughs> and the the Liberal National Party, so the LNP, Greens, and One Nation are the central protagonists of this tale as well as a few spicy independents mm. that we'll get to. They're always Juice my favourites. Yeah. Okay, strap in. July 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm buckled. <laughs> Do you remember? No. no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 55 years ago. John Cameron, a barrister, submits a request to the New Zealand Department of Internal Affairs to confirm Senators Scott Ludlam, who was the deputy leader of the Greens at the time, mm-hmm. and Darren Hinch, who is of the Darren Hinch party, yeah. his own party. Is so um, he a footy player or does he just sound like one? I think he just sounds like one. Okay. Yeah. Hincho? That, I just, Darren. That's his new nickname. And it's not Darren either. It's Darren, Darren with, an with an E. e yeah. And a Y. Mm. Yeah. Spicy. So this barrister submits a request to the New Zealand Department of Internal Affairs to check that they have both renounced their... New Zealand citizenship, because they were both born there. Hinch had, Ludlam had not.
0: (gasps) Not ideal, to say the least.
1: So July 14, Green's Scott Ludlam announces his resignation over Twitter. Um, Poor Scott. Yeah. Quote, and this is all in lowercase letters with no punctuation. Mm -hmm. Hey, everyone. I'm sorry about this, but it's a thing. I'll really miss it but there are other ways to make trouble. Love and thanks. And then underneath the post (laughs) included a screenshot of an official statement below um, explaining that he was born in Palmerston North in New Zealand, but moved to Australia when he was nine, was naturalized in his teens, which means you just automatically become a citizen, Mm. and assumed that automatically that was the end of his New Zealand citizenship. Quote, I have no wish to draw out the uncertainty or create a lengthy legal dispute, particularly when the constitution is so clear. I'm resigning as senator for Western Australia and co-deputy leader of the Australian Greens effective today. So it was a pretty big deal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This was retweeted thousands of times and received a lot of support from his followers and a fair bit of criticism from his opponents. Little did we know it would start a total shitstorm yeah yes Ludlam was referred to the high court oh yeah so July 17
0: three days later Mm. I was mm. gonna say it sound that sounds it
1: all happens very quickly Mm. yeah Green Senator Larissa Waters our local gal here in Brisbane Announced that she has discovered that she was a dual citizen of Canada due to the automatic citizenship laws over there. So similarly, she was born there, moved to Australia when she was 11 months old mm. and assumed that she was a naturalised citizen.
0: Which is fair enough, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But double-checked after her colleague um, Scotty had been caught out, she also resigns. It's no good. Um, a couple of weeks later... She will eventually um, renounce her citizenship over Twitter, stating, I'm no longer Canadian and have more to do in the Senate, so I'll nominate to recontest. In the meantime, we at Queensland Greens have state seats to win. Mm. Waters is referred to the High Court. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know.
0: Paul Larissa.
1: Two days later. <laughs> Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull is on Adelaide Radio 5AA. It is extraordinary that two out of nine Green Senators made this mistake. I mean, it's not as though it's a secret. It is in the Constitution. That's one thing. But also when you nominate for Parliament, there's actually a question that says, tick the box and confirm that you are not in breach of Section 44. These two Green Senators were careless and they've paid the price for it. What a boring man! (laughs) What a wet towel! Absolutely. It's all right. It keeps going. So, so he then goes on to Channel Nine's Today Show that same day Mm. to say that Ms. Waters and Mr. Ludlam demonstrated incredible sloppiness and extraordinary negligence. The next day, (sighs) oh dear. He also speaks on Melbourne radio stations. So he goes He's really getting around. Yeah, he's like this is the most media he's done. Has he not got other, other than things to do ever? Yeah. That's another episode. Mm. I don't think it's unreasonable for the constitution to require that if you want to be a member or senator in the Australian parliament, you should be a citizen of only one country and that's Australia. Now, why somebody who knew they were born in New Zealand or in Canada would have not said, gosh, I better make sure I'm not still a citizen, why they would not have turned their mind to it and dealt with it is beyond me.
0: I don't know how to convey the face that I'm pulling into a word. It looks like you've smelt a fart.
1: A bad one. Mm. Um, Anyone who says turned their mind to it mm. is a red flag for me.
0: You're not in a Jane Austen novel. Yeah, like sometimes always... say I might take a turn about the garden, mm. but that's not being quite facetious. And in that accent, yes. garden. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <Yes. laughs> turned my mind yeah. to it. Yeah.
1: In the garden. But, yeah, no, he's always spoken like that. Um, okay, so look, the thing is, five days later, mm. after that, July 25th, Liberal National Party Senator and Minister for Resources and Northern Australia. Matt Canavan, who was appointed by Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull himself, announces he is stepping down as he may have Italian citizenship. (laughs) Canavan is referred to the High Court. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On August 8th, (laughs) BuzzFeed, um, you know, the pinnacle of journalism, publishes that they have obtained documents indicating that Malcolm Roberts from the One Nation Party, the spooky party, has travelled using a UK passport, meaning that he is likely to be a UK citizen. You can't have a passport without being
0: a citizen. Likely to be a UK citizen.
1: Um, Not only did Roberts refute these claims and refused to resign, (laughs) this time the rumour... this actually like this same rumor had actually surfaced a whole year earlier but didn't gain much traction at the time so just some guy just a guy on twitter asked malcolm roberts to prove that he had renounced his citizenship roberts himself responded i have never held any citizenship other than australian when i traveled to uk and india i require a visa not only was his statement factually incorrect, but also grammatically incorrect. <laughs> as so there was a tense change in the middle of that sentence. Uh, the next day, Malcolm Roberts is referred to the High Court.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that three? Four? How many? We're at four. Now. four right. Yeah. We're
1: halfway there. Uh, <laughs> less than a week later, mm-hmm. on the 14th of August, the Deputy Prime Minister of Australia. Who was that at the time? Well. Barnaby Joyce,
0: Ah mm,
1: our favourite. Mm. My face when I said our favourite says a lot. Um, yeah, he so looks the, a
0: bit like a frog
1: too. Yeah, and a tomato. Mm. Um, the deputy PM holds an emergency press conference. Barnaby mm. Joyce. He's here and he's ready to talk, <laughs> except he's very vague because he says he might have <laughs> New Zealand citizenship. <laughs> Key word, might. He's looking into it. Okay. Yeah. What did he find? Well <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So Malcolm Turnbull's own deputy prime minister has absolutely cooked it in my Kiwi.
0: Hadn't turned his mind to it, no, apparently. No, yeah.
1: Not <laughs> uh, there was a few things he turned his mind to during that period, which we will get to later. Um, none of them being citizenship <laughs> yeah, scandal. Mm. Mm. Um, he says that he is not resigning. Mm-hmm. So A bunch of senators and MPs have resigned. The literal deputy prime minister is like, I'm not resigning as it is not confirmed yet. And that he will wait for the high court to make a ruling one hour later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, The New Zealand High Commission contacts him to let him know he was likely a citizen by descent because his dad was born there. Barnaby publicly responds, Needless to say, I was shocked. I've always been an Australian citizen, born in Tamworth, just as my mother and my great-grandmother was, born there 100 years earlier. Neither I nor my parents have ever had any reason to believe that I was a citizen of any country. A few hours later. Any country.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not any country other than Australia, just any country. Yeah,
1: no, no, because he's like... (sighs) "Mm." True blue, yeah, red-blooded, red-faced Australian, mm. according to himself. Yeah. According to New Zealand, not so much. No. Yeah, because a few hours later, the New Zealand government <laughs> publicly 100% confirms that Joyce is definitely a New Zealand citizen. Unwittingly or not, he is a New Zealand citizen, said the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Wow. So the Prime Minister's like, like mate, call in your bullshit. Mm. Joyce is referred to the High Court. <laughs> Is that five? Yeah, we're at f- Yes, we're at five. So a couple of days after that, LNP Senator Fiona Nash announces that she has British citizenship. And Nick Xenophon, who is also a spicy guy from his own spicy party, mm. um, announces that he might be a British overseas citizen, which is a lesser but still problematic nationality status.
0: Is Xenophon... Yeah. A right-wing person? Um, is he xenophobic, is the answer I'm asking? No, no, he, no, no. It's he just his name. Actually he is actually like
1: a, a champion of multiculturalism in some ways. He is a mixture. So in some mm. ways he would be considered financially conservative, socially progressive. On some things he might be socially conservative. His big thing I think was anti-gambling.
0: Okay, there we yeah, go. So, so it's he, just the last name that is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, I th- he's actually – I think he's Greek. Xenophon.
0: Yeah, that would make sense.
1: Yeah, it's him or Hinch that was anti-gambling. That he's often like very issues-focused kind of guy. So he'll have a big thing that he's same way that Jackie Lambie will have like a big thing that they're gunning for. Mm,
0: and she's also South Australia.
1: She's Tasmania. So she, there we go. Yeah,
0: great. I've mixed the, the two up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lambie is more conservative mm. than Xenophon. That she's also softened in the last few years. Yeah, she's becoming it makes more her progressive too. So Nick Xenophon from his own party, the Xenophon party, announces that he might be a British overseas citizen, which is a lesser but still problematic nationality. What's that? Uh, It's a little bit confusing because some countries have it, some countries don't. So I think in England you can be – I think my dad is one, actually. So he mm-hmm. is still a citizen of England, but he is regarded as an overseas citizen. So there are some things he, are, he is entitled to. There are other things he is not. So I don't think he's allowed to vote anymore because mm-hmm. um, you have to have been a resident of the UK okay. to vote or in a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if Australia has
0: that status or not, but anyway
1: – Interesting. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a tiered, mm.
0: and you can see how you might be confused as to whether you are one.
1: Yes, because mm. it is a confusing concept, and every yep. country has a different definition for it. Mm. Yeah, um, Nash and Xenophon are referred to the High Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven, seven. Yeah. Yeah. After a bit of back and forth, all of these cases end up at the High Court. This is called the Citizenship Seven case.
0: Ah. So mm. I was my counting
1: your counting is did good match work. up with the truth. You have Yeah. I was gonna say you have been to university. <laughs> mm. <laughs> more than once, baby. Not for that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, but we can count out to eight, which is good. So <laughs> turns out that One Nations, Malcolm Roberts, mm-hmm. which is the guy that was like, absolutely not. These mm. bold claims are bold. Um, although he straight up refuted that it was all a lie. Um, he definitely was a dual citizenship <laughs> <laughs> when he was nominated. Um, so he also was definitely a total liar. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But that's cool. That's cool, I suppose. So the High Court ultimately ruled that Ludlam, Roberts, Joyce, Nash and Waters, were all ineligible to stand for parliament as they held citizenship of another country at the time they nominated.
0: Mm, So the
1: rule is you can't even nominate yourself. Um, Canavan and Xenophon were fine and were able to remain in parliament because the overseas citizen thing was fine for xenophon and canavan it turned out that italy citizenship by descent wasn't as strict as they thought it was so he mm. wasn't a dual citizen
0: he pops up in my research for another topic so i knew yeah that he did his yeah
1: a lot of these people uh, are key players in the national mm. landscape funnily enough so <laughs> the court rules that the mp's need to go to a by-election if they want to serve again. and the Senate seats will be filled by countbacks, which from my understanding, and this is a bit messy, I think it's when they go through the results from the previous election that was that had just mm-hmm. happened and they fill the seat with who was next on the ticket to win from the same party. Mm. So the green senators were replaced by greens candidates temporarily.
0: Yeah, because that was gonna. There was confusing things recently with like the mayor of Rockhampton with those sorts of rules. Yeah, so like and that would be who different. Came if, second was going to get it, and then they changed yeah. the rules. So I feel like it's different yes. on all kinds of levels.
1: It'll be that'll be different for local, mm. but it's a very similar concept. Yeah. yeah so that, and that can happen local, state, and federal. These mm. in the okay. Westminster system, those things can happen, but it, it's usually very confusing. Um, so eventually. In about a six-month window, all of these senators and MPs do return. Mm -hmm. Um, I think except maybe for Ludlam. But after, yeah, after they can't serve and sit for Mm. a while through a series of by-elections and stuff like that. Specifically, however, (laughs) (laughs) on the 2nd of December, 2017, so about six months later, um, Barnaby Joyce uh, wins his by-election and returns as the deputy prime minister. Mm-hmm. Five days later, <laughs> he announces that he is separating from his wife. This will eventually lead to the Barna baby scandal, where he had a literal human baby with a staff member.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, will you cover that in a separate episode? That Nadia, is my next you... note. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We will
1: cover that delightful, Barnababy. charming tale in another episode
0: um so Did he after name that all joyce, that because it could be joyce joyce what was that is there someone called joyce joyce do you name the baby joyce there's a grace grace mm. locally actually here there's in a the city of brisbane
1: but i don't know who joyce joyce personally <laughs> we could request that if he has another affair with another staffer he could mm. call that child joyce joyce joyce, joyce. what a choice <laughs> So, after all that, after this mm. whole round of nonsense, the Deputy Prime Minister will have to actually resign two months later. He's forced to resign by mm. the Prime Minister. Because he's brought shame to
0: the family. Yeah,
1: because he, it's what sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah. That too. <laughs> so, the thing is, if this wasn't politics, this would be the end of the story. Mm. But it's not the end of the story. Oh, It keeps going. So, so (laughs) in response to the shit show, two days after that high court ruling, the Senate understandably agrees to create a citizenship register, forcing all current senators to submit proof of their citizenship statuses a fortnight later Mm. on December 1st. In other democratic countries, you have to do this straight at the beginning of... It,
0: yeah. That does seem like...
1: A thing that should
0: happen. Just a little bit of an oversight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, internationally, this was criticised massively. Mm. When you think of all of the claims that were complete lies about Obama not being American, mm. but not being born in America, Yeah, and how that nearly forced him to, like... Anyway, like, clearly they take it very seriously over there. Mm. Here it's like, oh, we forgot to do that.
0: Yeah, didn't think we
1: needed to. Yeah, and now we've caused a constitutional crisis. Mm. Yeah. So why, <laughs>
0: why, why that happened is
1: interesting. <laughs> so, of course, after this plot twist, more politicians have dual citizenship Surprise! Status. Yeah, so between mm. December 2017... In July 2018, mm-hmm. another 10 politicians will be found to have dual citizenship conflicts. Jackie Lambie is one of them, mentioned earlier. Mm. A series of high court rulings, by-elections and countbacks later led to the Australian population having a deep and comprehensive understanding of Section 44I <laughs> of the Australian Constitution. Oh. <sighs> So why was this all such a big deal? What were the side effects of all Mm. of this nonsense? First off, Australia's parliament is relatively small. So there's only 151 seats in the House of Reps and 76 in the Senate. So there's Mm -hmm. 227 seats that can be filled. So when 17 out of 227 in the highest office of the country are deemed ineligible for the job, Mm. we're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. it's quite a number. It's not good. No. No. So the LNP government at the time were the ruling government Mm -hmm. with 76 out of 150, but they only had a one seat majority against Mm. Labor. So when the results from the previous election that had happened recently were being tallied, it looks like we might have a hung parliament, mm-hmm. which is when there aren't enough seats to rule. When there is a potential hung parliament, the major parties scramble to try and get support from the minor parties and independents to mm. make sure that they can form minority government and pass legislation, all of that stuff. So Labor and LNP end up fighting and trying to get people. Mm. That didn't happen because so they, they did get one seat. So they were yeah. able to get a majority, but only by one seat. During that scramble when they thought it might be a hung parliament, though, they are approaching a bunch of people, Mm. and one of them is Bob Catter.
0: Ah, yes. Of the
1: Catter Party, Mm. (laughs) which is another minor party. um, Cowboys from the country.
0: Mm. Yeah. And is it Bob's son, Robert, who's also in the Catter Party?
1: Yeah, I think he's maybe a state or a local Mm. politician, though, not federal. I might be wrong. But But there's
0: definitely a Bob and a Rob.
1: Yeah, Bob Robin. Price, price. Sure, they called Bob. Yeah, so LNP scramble. They scoop up Bob Carter of the Carter Party and two independents, Andrew Wilkie and Kathy McGowan. And these people promise to support the LNP to mm. form minority governments, so somewhat of a coalition if needed, if the parliament was hung and they couldn't get a majority. But the LNP do get their majority by one seat. So all of that happens. Mm. Everyone forgets about that. Mm. For like six months. Yeah. However, when this citizenship crisis happens, (laughs) on the 15th of August, 2017, Bob Cutter declares that if Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce loses his seat due to his dual citizenship, he could not assure that he would support the Turnbull government and that Turnbull would be back to the drawing board. Wow. So he was
0: only... On Team Barnaby. Yeah,
1: uh, kind of. Potentially. Because Barnaby, yeah, Similar is a national. But also I think there had been a few bills and stuff that had been voted on in that time that maybe Catter mm. wasn't actually too yeah, happy with. Yeah, not having a bar. Interesting. Yeah, a few, stu- a few things had shifted. Mm. And he was like, fuck
0: that. Mm.
1: Yeah. So that would mean <laughs> that the government that Australia had elected by mm. a slim margin of yeah. one only the year before may be put in a position where it would not have the votes to pass any legislation, depending on how the independents and minor parties supported them or not. Mm. So that is why it was a constitutional yeah. crisis. Cause it's like nothing, it would just be gridlock. Nothing could mm. get done. Um, after Barnaby Joyce was found ineligible to sit in parliament, the government no longer had a majority of seats but did have a majority of sitting members. However, with the resignation of John Alexander on 11th of November, the government loses its majority in the lower house, (laughs) being reduced to 74 out of 148 members. So technically, Mm -hmm. Labor actually has a majority, Mm. but they are not the elected government. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so some people would argue, some people, many people, <laughs> would argue that this called for an emergency election as the government that was voted in didn't really exist and mm. weren't actually eligible to be there in the first place. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. It would be like <laughs> if I went into a school, mm. me, Maddie Nixon, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I have my teacher registration. All good. No worries. And they were mm. like, cool, we won't check that. And then... Six months later, they were like, you don't have your teacher registration. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to resign until you prove that Mm. in court. I'm going to keep teaching kids. And then it is proven in court. But then rather than being fined, because I Mm. illegally was teaching children, Mm. they're like, oh, just get it and come back in six months. Mm. yeah so people were pissed off yeah so according to some (laughs) legal opinions over 100 turnbull government decisions became vulnerable to legal challenge wow because with joyce and nash gone things could have been voted on entirely differently because they didn't have a majority Mm. and that fundamentally any and all work they did in parliament was unconstitutional so every conversation they had legislation they drafted vote they made or person that they persuaded to vote the same way as them was unconstitutional yeah yeah Um, (laughs) additionally (laughs) the disqualified senators and members had collected over nine million dollars in salary and other allowances during the time they weren't allowed to work Mm. well yeah in march 2018 the government waived the debt saying they all acted in good faith the government also had to pay the legal costs of Mm -hmm. all the parties um, in the High Court, totaling to $11.6 million. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that is all taxpayer money that we will Mm. never get back Mm. for people who were illegally working Yeah. at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull said that the government could consider changes to Section 44 of the Constitution or changes to the laws um, to minimise the risk of candidates being in breach a very different tone compared to when mm. it was just the Greens.
0: Has he, has he turned his mind to it yes, himself now? I think so. He was
1: like, oh, dear, mm.
0: that's embarrassing. I retroactively changed yeah. my statement. It's like, oh, the Greens, meh, meh, meh. It's yeah. like, no, nah, mate. It was your
1: Deputy Prime Minister mm. and a bunch of your members. Yeah. And they were sitting Cabinet members too, like high-stakes high, high mm. stakes staff members. Um. <laughs> In response to this, the Attorney General, George Brandis, said absolutely not. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Basically, the Constitution is the Constitution and just follow the rules. Mm. Yeah. Um, one change did occur, okay. however. So before the recent 2019 federal election, the Australian Electoral Commission nomination form, mm-hmm. so the piece of paper, yeah. was updated to force nominees to provide details around citizenship mm. designed to disqualify people under Section 44 before their nomination can even be confirmed. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, duh. you think that that would be mm, a thing yeah, already. Should, yeah. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Since that was implemented, mm. three Victorian LNP candidates and two New South Wales candidates had to withdraw because uh, they were dual citizens. hmm so they still tried, yeah. mm. and they said and obviously no. got past the form. Yeah. Well, they submitted the form. They submitted the form with okay. inadequate proof, mm. and the electoral commission were like, "We've Bad. spoken about this. Yeah. <laughs> we had a whole crisis. We were internationally we went to the high laughed court. at. Yeah, yeah. We went. We went to mm. the high court more than once. Yeah. So, that is the tale of the dual citizenship constitutional crisis. Wow. Yeah. It was quite bad. Really incompetent. Embarrassingly like so. Like, that's,
0: that's pretty bad.
1: Yeah. We've all fucked up some paperwork. Mm. We've all maybe ticked the wrong box in our tax return and gone, oh dear, mm. I haven't done that in case you're no. listening. <laughs> I'm very good at my but tax. But this is, Do it yeah, every year.
0: Yeah. This is, yeah. Great. That was cooked. Yeah. Well. Mm. I, I have nothing else to add. If you're
1: listening and you want to run for federal government, yeah. check that you're not a your citizen.
0: There's probably other things to check too. There
1: are many other things to check. Um, also, please just don't be a total dropkick, like be a good person, but just check that. Otherwise, you're going to cause us millions of dollars in taxpayer dollar mm. high court funding.
0: This is true. Um. Another thing you could do is follow us on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> or Twitter. At Australianorama,
1: Malcolm, if you're listening, I want to know how you feel about it now. Have you changed your mind again?
0: Turnbull, mm. Good night maybe learn something. <laughs> maybe he learned something about the Constitution. He may
1: have. Um, they all did at the time.
0: But yeah. All right. Join us next Monday for an episode about some endangered birds and some plucky researchers called the Difficult Bird Group. And if you've enjoyed us thus far, tell your mum. Tell your friends. Tell your cool art.
1: They might enjoy it. Absolutely <laughs> um, My sources were for ABC, Time magazine because America was laughing at us. BuzzFeed Australia and The Guardian.